Welcome to the podcast for the First United Methodist Church, located in Round Rock, Texas. We very much so hope that you're enjoying this podcast, and we invite for you to join us online at fumc-rr.org for all of our church information. We also hope you join us on social media at fumcrr on all social media platforms. If you'd like to give to this podcast and other ministries, please text 44321 and follow the instructions. Again, we hope you have a very blessed week. And better yet, we hope to see you soon at the First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. Before we have our message, quick reminder, next week is Commitment Sunday where we uh, make our offerings to God for this coming year in our uh, annual budget ministry funding plan. And it's called an estimate of giving card. And it is a worshipful way of offering ourselves to God. And uh, we do that each year about this, this time of year. So that's normal. What is different is we're doing a dead elimination at the same time. Uh, and that will also be an option as well. So if you would like to participate in the dead elimination, there'll be a, a card everyone will receive this week in the mail. And then next week in worship, have the opportunity to share that as well. And that is only if you can give above and beyond the annual giving. Now, we want to make that our priority, but uh, many of you, like me and others, uh, want to do something to help eliminate our debt. And for some, it might not be the season to be able to do that, and that's okay. There's different seasons of life where we're able to share in different ways, but we're going to pull together and, and do it together. So, so far, the ones who have uh, committed early to want to get the ball rolling have pledged over $2.6 million so far. This is even before we're into the Sunday of offering it to the whole church. And we are in actual numbers. We went from 5.1 two, three months ago, flew through the fours. We're now at just over three, five, and we're headed to the twos. And so before long, it'll be gone. And we will burn the note. And what that means is we will then be able to pour more into the great things that this church is already doing in, in mission and in ministry, and, and it's, it's making a difference. So thank you, and especially your willingness to enthusiastically participate in this. It is not the most exciting thing in the world to be in my job and get up and say, dead elimination, yay, right? Uh, but it is. And we are, we are carrying on what was begun long ago from so many faithful members that have brought us to this place. And the beauty of this is we're finishing it together. So thank you. Let's pray. God, we are thankful to have a place to worship. But more than that, we're thankful to have a place to belong. And no matter where we've come from, no matter where we are today, no matter where we're headed, you are with us. You are our place. Now help us to hear a word of hope and love and grace in what you say to us today. In Christ's name, amen. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. In Luke chapter 9, it said he set his face towards Jerusalem. That was really to say he was headed to the cross. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he was on his way. And here we are in Luke 19. He's heading into a place called Jericho, which the name means fragrance. 
Uh, it's not by accident that it was named Jericho. They had these uh, balsam there in the area and they had fragrances and perfumes. You could actually smell it as you would walk into the town. And there he is traveling through. And here is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. How does the song go? Zacchaeus was a what? Yeah, if you grew up in the church or went to VBS or Sunday school, that song is just ingrained in you. And for some reason, this story has stuck as one of the ones that people remember. Uh, he was a chief tax collector. Tax collectors in those days collected taxes for the Roman government. Anything that they could get out of people over and above the stated amount, they could keep for themselves. So I see no possibility of corruption. Do you? Uh, yes. Lots of corruption, and he was a chief tax collector, so you can imagine. The taxes in those days were, were interesting. They had what was called a poll tax. Uh, that was a tax just to simply exist. So if you were a male, you had to pay this tax if you were between, between the ages of 14 and 65. If you were female, it was age 12 to 65. Who in the world came up with that, right? I like to be in that. What was he doing that day, running to a tree to get up on a branch to see Jesus. Why in the world would he need to do that? This is a wealthy man, probably had no worries at least day to day, and why was he there and why climb a tree? And how did they even know about Jesus? Well, if you look back in Luke 5, Jesus was walking along and he began to call his first disciples, and a guy named Levi was a tax collector sitting at his booth at work. Jesus walked by and said, follow me. Levi left everything behind, followed Jesus, and was so glad to do it that he threw a big dinner for Jesus and invited all his friends. Now, who do you think his friends were? Tax collectors and others. And the story goes that the religious people that were there were kind of upset with this. They were wondering, why would Jesus eat with sinners? And they even asked Jesus' disciples, why do you eat with these tax collectors and sinners? And and you see this theme all throughout Luke. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save the lost. And so you got to wonder, did, did one of those at that dinner see Zacchaeus the next day and say, hey, we met a guy yesterday that doesn't hate us. We met a guy that doesn't look the other way when we walk down the street. We, we met a guy that actually loves us for who we are and and then who knows, Zacchaeus is in Jericho that day, and here he comes, and somebody points him out, hey, that's him, and he runs up to get a look in the tree. And Now, it was not like the council oak. This was a sycamore tree, and they had low branches, so it was very easy for one to climb up into a branch to be able to see. And You can just picture Zacchaeus perched there in the branch, and he's looking for Jesus, and then the next thing you know, what happens? Jesus flips it, and now he's looking for Zacchaeus. Walks by, calls him by name, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I must stay at your house tonight. Can you imagine what Zacchaeus was thinking at this point? He's talking to me, calling my name, and wants to come over? Can't imagine what he, what he must have thought. It's been, been said that Zacchaeus was converted from the limb to the ground as he made his way down. I, I've wondered, how did he come down from the tree? Did he climb down like he climbed up? 
In excitement, did he just jump off the branch and land at the feet of Jesus? Or I love Pat's response this week, and I, I think I like this one the best. Maybe he was so stunned that Jesus would want to have anything to do with him that he literally fell out of the tree. So I can imagine falling backwards off the branch, gets up and dusts himself off. And of course the onlookers, the crowd, they were saying, how could Jesus go be with this guy? And that's when Zacchaeus said, well, look, I've give half my possessions to the poor and if I have cheated anyone I'll pay back four times the amount which was way over what was expected so in our uh, Bible study on this earlier this week we talked about what does the story say about the nature and character of God what does it say about the nature and character of humans and what does it say about the uh, connection between God and us so obviously what it says about God is that God seeks us is always pursuing us and loves us no matter what anybody else thinks about us. That's pretty clear from this story as he went straight to Zacchaeus. It also says that God expects something from us when we are called into relationship with Christ that we need to live our lives differently. In Zacchaeus's case it was stop cheating people especially the poor and maybe you could go above and beyond and provide for those in need. It's a justice thing. And, and he did. It was a changed life. So we talked about that in the class. And I was thinking this weekend, there, there's one thing we didn't consider here. We thought about what it says about God and us and the relationship between God and us. But we never considered the tree. What was the tree thinking? Why do we always leave out the sycamore tree? Now let's pretend a minute that a tree can think. I can imagine the sycamore tree is there that day thinking, well, it's a lovely day and all these people are gathered. Who is this coming down the road? It's Jesus. And maybe the tree had heard about Jesus and maybe the tree was excited that day too. I don't know. And then as Zacchaeus runs towards the tree and jumps up into the branches, the tree says, anybody but Zacchaeus, really? All these people, and he's the one that gets to sit in the branch? Really? I don't mind the kids, but Zacchaeus? You know, I was thinking about that tree. You ever think of the church as a tree, and maybe we're the branches? Didn't Jesus say something about that in John, Gospel of John? What did he say? I am the vine, you are the what? Branches. So in this case, do you know what that tree provided? It provided a place for a man that was despised by all to have a place to sit and be. That tree provided a place for him to encounter Jesus Christ. Now, is that not the purpose of our church? At the end of the day, the purpose of a church is to provide a place for people to gather and worship and serve and to be a place of grace where everyone can have a spot on the branch to receive the gift of Christ. A branch. We all need a place. Think of the people that made this a place for you. Was it the person who was greeting in the parking lot 
10 years ago when you showed up. You moved from out of town, didn't know anyone in the area, and somebody shook your hand, and it wasn't a cheesy church greeting. It was real, like, hey, we're glad you're here. We want to get to know you. It wasn't perfunctory. And for the first time in your life, <laughs> you realized you were in a place where you belonged. Fred Craddock talked about place and what it means to have a place. And he gave some examples. He said there was the older woman who just lost her husband and her daughter calls her up on the phone and says, Mom, you need to come in and move, move, move in with us. We're just worried about you. Dad's not around anymore. And how are you going to do these things? Come move with us. And they go back and forth. And finally, her mom says, Look, I have a place. All my friends are in this town. I have my church. It's my place. I'm fine. I, I have a place. Then there's the young family who's never had a house. And it's the day that they celebrate. It's a Habitat for Humanity house. The mom and the, the four young children are there. And for the first time, that family has a place. And the kids are so excited. They're running from room to room because they have a place. Craddock went on to say he was fly fishing one day and was walking up from the creek where he was fishing and he noticed this couple that was just sitting out in lawn chairs looking out at the creek and there was nothing else around them. They're just sitting there and he stopped by, began a conversation and uh, asked if they were going fishing and they said no and couldn't help himself. He finally said, what are you doing out here? And the guy said, I've been a United Methodist pastor for over 40 years and I'm retiring in two years. We've lived from place to place and lived in church houses for 40 years. And this is our place where we will have our first home. Everybody needs a place. He mentioned hearing a, a lecture from a rabbi and afterwards he was visiting with him and talking about uh, what is he call God and the rabbi said you know I think my favorite name for God is the place God is the place God is our spirit and being and in God's place so think of your life what if you were a branch is there room in your life for someone like Zacchaeus is there room in our church for Zacchaeus? You know, we, we talk about what it means to belong and to believe that we belong to God and that we're children of God and that in belonging we then come to believe that God loves us and that we accept a life in Christ and the rest of our life is becoming. In Zacchaeus' case, you get a wonderful example of that. He actually put it to practice. And so we're thankful today for the branches that have been in place for us to be here today. I look across this worship service today and I see some people who have been here a long time. You have raised your kids here. You have buried loved ones here. You have celebrated weddings in this very sanctuary right here. And there were branches in place for you and now you're the branches for, for others. And I think about Zacchaeus. He had a name. 
You ever, you ever read the Bible or in a Bible study and there's a genealogy section? You know those genealogy sections? A liturgist's worst nightmare if that was to be the reading on a Sunday morning. And you ever in one of those classes and they say, oh, just skip the names. Let's get right to the... How, do you, how can we skip the names? Because when you skip the names, you know what we're skipping? The branches. And so, when I think of a place, I think of these branches again that we read earlier. Scott, Frank, Amanda, Jimmy, Margaret, Nuna, Kevin, Jim, Allison, Judd, Bailey, James, Jerry, Beverly, Myra, Jack, and Chuck. Those are not just names, those are branches. And so, what is communion? And we celebrate communion is a place where the branches somehow come together and are intertwined and the vine is there among us. And this is a place where we meet God. This is the table where God meets us in forgiveness and in grace and, and calling us to live the life that we were called from the beginning to live. So today as we come and receive communion, know that this is a meal that is shared in communion together. And as we think about receiving and then being in prayer as we receive, maybe today you could give thanks to God for the branches in your life. Maybe there's some branches that are still around today. Maybe there's some branches that were on the list I just read. Maybe it's some branches that are never a part of this church, but that were a part of your life and help make you who you are today. And so now God meets us at the place. Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at fumcrr.org.